0: hi everybody welcome welcome to another episode of abundant living for moms how are you all doing the year is totally flying by already so today i want to talk about an interesting topic i find it very interesting it's called the parent parenting vision board what does that mean what is a parenting vision board why i love to talk about this is because a lot of us looking at our plans for the year. It's already the end of, it's the last week of February 2020 already. And a lot of people are gonna start thinking about the fact that, you know, we all set goals at the beginning of the year. Maybe you did, maybe you didn't. Maybe you have a vision board. Maybe you have some goals you've written down or some resolutions. Whichever way you did it, it's likely that you're starting to think about the end of Q1. And you wanna see where you are but I wanna take this conversation slightly different. I wanna talk about the parents and vision board and what that means. For me, it means sitting down and having a vision board, a plan for each child in your life, each child that you have given birth to biologically or a child that you are taking care of. Or you, a child that you're invested in, a child that you're a caregiver for, and making a plan to see how you're going to ensure that you are helping that person become the best that they can become. So a vision board for a child entails several things, several things. First of all, you need to do it when you're calm, when you're thinking long term, and when you have the time to do a thorough job so it starts with the child you're raising you know it's a boy girl how old it's perfect for parents who are starting out and have a, a child in the early years between zero and five i think it's a perfect time to start however that does not suggest that if your child is older than that you can't start it um for the first time no So even if you're a new parent and you started that for your child who's between 0 and 5, you need to refine this vision plan, this vision board, rather, regularly. Because what you require from a 5-year-old is very different from what you require from a 10-year-old or 15-year-old. And you're not going to get what you want in your 15-year-old when they're 15. (laughs) You're going to get the um, foundation and the groundwork done while they're much younger. So with the vision board you basically there is no right or wrong answer by the way but you have to be true to yourself what are your values what's important to you how would you measure success as a parent in five years time ten years time Um, so you start with basic things like that what do you want in terms of the character you want your child to have is integrity important to you is honesty important to you a sense of doing what you say you'll do Um, or is self-talk important to you, affirmations, attitude, prayer, all those things are critical. So once you find out, once you do your homework to see what's critical for you, you can start to put this down and plan for your child. So if you say integrity, for example, is important to you, that word for most adults is difficult to explain. So if you were to break it down in a sized in a child size format, so you can explain it to a young child, what does that look like? What does integrity mean at the basic level of integrity? And as a young child, they're not going to learn a big word like that by you just saying it or wishing it onto them. They have to see it work out bit by bit, right? So if that is important to you, you have to model it. And for you to model it, you have to know what it truly means for you. If important words, if using words are important to you, you're not going to let your child get away with throwing tantrums. Or just smack your child or ignore your child for throwing tantrums you're going to teach that child to learn how to use their words so instead of throwing a tantrum rolling around on the floor screaming you're going to get down to eye level and point your finger very calmly in their face and say we use our words explain how you're feeling that child starts to associate emotions with words throwing tantrums screaming shouting rolling on the floor does not you express who you are or how you're feeling and a child who doesn't understand that early they're going to grow up still throwing tantrums and i'm pretty sure you know at least one or two adults who still throw tantrums and they really shouldn't so all these things start from childhood so think think through things like that so that's on the character side now next we want to talk about maybe the kind of education you think is important for your child that should play a part in the kind of school you choose for your child to go to. Is it Montessori? Is it, um, you know, is it a small school, big school, religious school, language school? There's so many things for you to consider. Once again, nothing is right or wrong because everybody has a reason why they choose what they choose. But it's so important you do this work so you choose the best school for your child that um, can, achieve the things that you want in those early years at least or whatever age they're in. So for example, if your child is somebody who, um, this is for older children now, if your child perhaps enjoys, I don't know, um, writing or creative writing, you might not want to put a child in a school that's well known for engineering, for example. So. When we're intentional and think through every single aspect, it's much easier. It becomes, it becomes second nature. And before you take a decision, your brain kind of scans through, okay, we've done this work at some point before. What exactly is best for my child? And of course, as I've said, your child is growing, so it's going to keep changing. You don't know much about your child between 0 to 5, but there some basic things you can put down. You want a safe environment, you want a, you want a school that has enough teachers to student ratio. So those are things you would look for. You want a school that gets down to the level of the children and helps them to learn through play. Those are the things you have in the back of your mind when you're choosing a school in the early years. And of course that adjusts as your child gets older. Right? Now, modern parenting has a lot to contend with when it comes to digital media. Now, digital media, you either fall into being a digital media, a digital native, a digital alien. <laughs> you know, the point is, were you born at a time when digital technologies were already the rave or were you um, in- introduced to it when you were older? That helps you to determine where you fall. If you were not born into a world where digital technology was such an ingrained part of life from day one, then you're not a digital native. A digital native is that person who was born into a world where everything is digital, everything is connected, everything is online. You know, I heard of a child the other day who had a magazine and was trying to swipe left because that's what she's used to doing, Mm -hmm. using her tablet and her parents' phone. So those are the children who, before they can even speak, if you give them a device, they know how to navigate it, and you never talk them. So digital media, digital technologies, they're fantastic, but there are a lot of downsides to it. So rather than struggling later in life or finding out that your child is addicted to online games or doesn't know how to stay safe online or is exposed to cyberbullying and all those other big and ugly things online, you must take active action early on. Once again, if your child is young, this is a time that's easier for you to put those rules in place so a child between zero and one shouldn't have any screen time that's the recommendation from several bodies you can you can search this online um, as a child gets older one hour of screen time is advisable if it's used the correct way just as there's junk food there's junk online consumption what are they consuming what are they watching is anybody helping them to make context i mean to put context behind what they're seeing online Um, it's difference between using digital tools to learn and just consuming mindlessly hours on end. You know, so how are you making sure that this time they spend online it's useful for their learning? So you want to put some rules in place as your children get older, you need to have things like, you know, digital sunset in place, devices must be dropped outside the bedroom an hour before bed, they must do other things. This is where you can also institute two rules such as if you do, if you spend three hours online, I expect you to use two hours offline. You know, you have to be flexible to fit your family lifestyle and what's important to you. But what you cannot do is to ignore the influence of digital media and technologies in today's world. You cannot afford to ignore it. And if you are passive in that space as a parent, your child is going to pay the price later on. So you can afford to be passive about that. Okay, so we've talked about several areas and this is a deeper project. Deep, I call it a project because it's changing, it's evolving. Um, but I look back now and my my children are closer to their teenagers, and some of the things I had set in place when they were babies or really young, I'm seeing the fruit, I'm seeing it in um, materializing now. And I didn't even have this process when they were much younger, you know. Um, so I look back and think, wow, imagine if I had somebody who had walked me through thinking this way then, that would have such a huge difference, but even then. done pretty good my husband and I considering what we're seeing here now what we have on our hands now there's certain areas we still need to work harder on there's certain areas I wish I had um, been a little bit more um, intentional on such as language you know learning different languages but the point is if you do it now you will definitely be able to tick the box on several things If quality time with your children is important to you this is a time to make that plan as well what does quality time look like if you know what it looks like for you when you're spending time with your children you right there you can measure whether this institute I mean this qualifies as quality time or not being in the same room with your child is not quality time if you're not paying attention to them, making eye contact and having real conversations. If you're on the device all the time, your child is also on their device and you're just breathing the same air, (laughs) that is not quality time. So once you also identify for yourself that you know what, on a daily basis, 20 minutes of quality time is important to me with my older child because they're going to go to school, they're going to do homework, I'm going to come back from work, and I want us to make sure we have quality time before they go to bed. The way you use your 20 minutes, if that's all you have in the evening, is much more critical than you having one hour with them and you're not communicating. So these are all the things that take the shape of what your parenting vision board looks like for each child. And we haven't talked about some of the other things that are unique to each child which is their love language your child has a love language every child has one most of us talk about love language when it comes to romantic love and our partners but your child also has one so you ought to spend time understanding what that looks like for your child so that you can ensure that you are giving the child the kind of love that they need so if your child is a hugger you know wants you to do things for them you have to figure out a way to incorporate how you parent them into their love language which brings us to the next point which is your parenting style are you authoritarian authoritative intentional neglect neglectful permissive there's so many of them um but the best kind of parenting style is the intentional parenting style where you're parenting intentionally for the outcome that's best for yourself, your child, and your family. To me, that's what intentional parenting is. And it's taking the best of all the other styles and merging it together. So when you put all these things on the table, It's like a jigsaw puzzle but rather than being overwhelmed I think you should put you should pat yourself on the back if you can do this because when you put the pieces together they start to form a beautiful shape of the type of family and the type of adults that you are hoping to raise so I know I've said a lot on this um, this particular episode on parenting you know, a parenting vision board, you can play it again. You can pause it at any point. You can start the exercises. And if you need to get a little more coaching on this particular aspect, you can always reach out to me because I love to help parents create their own vision board for each and every child. We don't do one and copy and paste. No, it has to be for each child. But you, 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 yourself as a parent, a mother or father and or both doing it at the same time, it, it's only effective if you're very clear on how to go about it and what you're trying to achieve. So thank you for listening to this. Um, If you do it and you've seen a difference and you're applying it, I would love to hear from you. Send me a DM or tag me on Instagram at Lagos Moms or at Yeti Williams. And I'll be happy to hear from you so we can take this conversation further if you need to. If you haven't subscribed, please do so on wherever you listen to your podcast. The show is Abundant Living for Moms. And I just come on here to encourage you with raising your children and taking care of yourself and being kind to yourself as a mom in today's busy, busy, hectic world. So have a lovely day and get your vision board going.